back to the Beers and Sears podcast, episode 10. We are back from the Kansas State game down in Austin. Only half the Beers and Sears podcast is down there, but we've got first-hand reports coming back from it. And we also got a preview of uh, the Iowa State game coming up this weekend, as well as a little bit of a look around the Big 12. Um, it's getting close to that time where really things are starting to take shape on how the Big 12 championship is going to lay out. We might get a little bit of a dive into that. but I love, I love the little scenario like sheets that start popping up this oh, time of year. It's like if blank, then blank type things. All, 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 all I've talked to my coworkers like, okay, but what if Georgia wins out, beats LSU, and then or you know, and it's just constant. Yeah, it's, especially after this week when we go, you know, into that rivalry week. Oh wow, rivalry, rivalry week. week. Uh, that's always fun in terms of you know, okay, we got one more week before championship week, and it's you know the scenarios are pretty much. Or those that week is pretty much semifinals to the championship week, right? Because you still have Auburn, Alabama. You still have Michigan, Penn State. I mean, Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Oregon, Utah. Packs like there's still a lot, a lot of football left. Even though there's only you know a month left of true regular season, still, yeah, yeah, a lot of things can change. But all right, let's get into it first. As always, John, where are we going this week for our beer of the week? So we are playing in Ames, as everybody knows that. Um, finding a brewery in Ames, Iowa, was a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> uh, but we, we were successful in finding Torrent, T-O-R-R-E-N-T, Brewing Company, a little bit of a gothic website I'm looking at. But have a total of how many beers, Tor? What do you think? I think I'll put it at four. Yeah, they got three beers. Nice. So uh, since it's freezing cold throughout the United States, especially um, in Dallas, I'm going to go with the Midnight Milk Milk Stout. Whoa! Um, it is a 7.8 percent alcohol. Whoa! Um, or it contains 7.8 percent alcohol, and it's uh, looks like a Guinness. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, all right, Kansas State game. Let's get into it. First overall from the environment, I thought it was pretty. Yeah pretty dang good um i sat on the east side in my season tickets for the first time this year east side uh i it's a couple things weird i'm not used to the band not like playing towards you and yeah. having the speakers you have to, like that's how you hear the band i don't know oh, I, I, I love that. it's it was interesting i i didn't really like it i like actually hearing the band um also it's so easy to see like all the old people on the west side like how empty those seats can be yeah it just looks awful i don't know why i swear it's because it's like the metal the metallic no it's the backrest it's the backrest that you see and it's so bad it's i don't know it was full you know by like end of the first quarter or so but like at the beginning of the third quarter when everyone's like still in the you know, go in the bathroom, whatever, get another beer. Like it is so freaking empty and it just looks bad. And it's always kind of eerily quiet when it shouldn't be, especially in a game like this where it was like tied maybe, or we were, we were down. Yeah. Well, we did go down 14 zero in the first two drives. Oh, yeah. That, okay. That was getting into that. That was the quietest. I think I'd heard D, DKR in a while when, really, when, when he scored that touchdown, the opening touchdown, 70 yards or whatever that was one of the quietest i've heard dkr it was very scary because it was just like uh, i mean everyone thought that was like here we go this is like, this yeah no I, everyone thought it, i started thinking some really bad thoughts at that point but i had a, a work friend who was actually a kansas state fan who went up to the game uh morning of 
had some really good seats on the west side behind the UT bench that were given to him. Um, and he was, he said, you know, when they went up 14 0, he definitely felt as though, all right, pretty much halfway into the second quarter that the air was out of the stadium yeah. until we forced that fumble on that screen yep. pass to the form, uh, to the fullback, not the foreman. Um, but he, he said he was really impressed, and it's good to always get like an outside perspective. This was his first time to uh, DKR. He said when we did our like Texas fight in the second half, that it was like truly one of the loudest yes. cheers he's ever heard um, at a at a stadium, and that's that's pretty impressive because um, I don't know. I feel like we've always had a little bit of more of a quiet uh, cocktail type environment at, at DKR. Just one based on the crowd, and two based on the way it's built. Um, but yeah, no, it was cool to, cool to hear someone else's uh, third party perspective on it. Yeah, definitely. I was going to bring that up. That was a really loud text fight. And I'm trying to think exactly when it was. Yeah. I don't um, know. It's tough, but some middle did of the they, third, maybe doing that stupid. Don't stop believing thing yet. Yeah. They didn't do it. Thank the Lord. Also, was it wasn't so like annoying. dark out. So it wouldn't, have oh, like, yeah. you know, that's so annoying. Been... It was cool. Like last year versus Iowa state, but don't, don't like beat a dead horse. Yeah, no, it was really weird. I th- honestly, I want to say that the um, the Texas fight was at right after we scored that touchdown um, to start off the whatever. Going to be a little more specific. The first touchdown, <laughs> the first touchdown out in the second qu- second half, so in the third quarter, like oh, right okay. after we scored. Okay, yeah. Because then they punted like three and out. So yeah, I think that might have been it. Anyways, okay. so let's I- jump into it. Let's jump into it. Okay. What did you see? Yeah. What did you see offense? I mean, well, um, I mean, the, the like, easy one is, is Keontae. Welcome back to the party. Um, that was pretty fun to see him. Like, the cut he made into the – sorry, the run he made into the north end zone was pretty sweet. Um, they had a really good camera angle with the uh, camera over the field on him. made him look like an NCAA game. But also the cut he made into the south end zone mm-hmm. was also just unbelievable. And it felt like the first time that he was really confident – um, but we'll get to your offensive lineman here in a second. But I credit the offensive line for a lot of his success this past week. It was very evident that they were giving him the lanes to run, and he was actually making people miss for once. You know, ran for 139. They gave him 16 touches and threw the ball to him a few times. Um, but, you know, two TDs and 100-plus yards from Keontae, is that pretty, I think that's the difference in the game. Because um, yet again, Sam was kind of struggling and making some questionable calls over the air. So he gave us the, the stability um, in the ground game when we weirdly thought that uh, returning Jordan Winnington was going to do that. So. I know. I, I was kind of happy that we didn't see Jordan Winnington just because of how good of a game Keontae and, and Roshan too. Roshan still had a couple yeah. great he runs. Did what, and, he did what he needed to do as a backup. And that sure. awesome hurdle. That was really cool. Yeah to see yeah. that was badass but yeah Keontae healthy Keontae is probably my favorite Keontae uh I'll give some credit to Beck and Herman they definitely spent a good amount of time in the bye week thinking of different ways that they could um I- integrate him into the run game the option play that we saw I don't know just different looks rather than the simple inside zone counters that we've been seeing but I think a lot of that is predicated on the lack of a tight end now that Brewers hurt and we'll get into Epps and how he kind of filled that role. But 
still, uh, they they did some unique stuff. I mean, they ran the option like what three or four times, and two of yeah. them went for over twenty yards, one for a touchdown. So Sam almost, Sam almost died on that one. Yeah, for a and I will say that I rewatched that because in the stadium, everyone went ooh, you know, and like thought like, oh shit, he's not getting back up. But I went back and watched it, and he kind of he doesn't sell it, but he kind of was like on yeah, one he foot. Did. He was like you know trying to get the pitch out, and he just caught him in an awkward angle. But okay, games where Keontae this season has over seventy five yards. We are four and zero. Oh. Gains games. Imagine that. Under seventy five yards. We are two and three. Just keep that in a little tickler file. Um, it gives you, yeah, it just gives you the healthy offense, or excuse me, the healthy healthy balance on offense that you have to have to be successful. I Especially mean, a team like this uh, of Kansas State that like still, even though they're not under Snyder, they're still like a super you know possession base. Like Ben don't break outsmart you on special teams like they were one of the we best saw. rushing defenses in the nation yeah but anywho uh what else on offense i th- sam i thought played absolutely great I, the, whoa no what okay keep going wow okay we've been off on sam i think every single week uh, yeah. outside of like rice I thought he played really, really well. I it thought, wasn't absolutely great. He played well. It wasn't like absolutely great. It wasn't his best performance of the year. I don't think so. I, 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 maybe not his best performance of the year. That was probably still LSU, but I still thought he played really, really well. Um, they obviously utilize again the Beck and Herman's credit, the RPO. You know, read the yeah, linebackers yeah. hit the yeah. easy slant over the middle or hand it off, and he. Did, I don't think he handed it off. Maybe more than twice. Yeah, he was I was throwing it a lot. Times. And I know those throws can get dicey, and people don't like him and say it's kind of risky. But if you're, you've got a guy like Dev and Colin, you've got to trust them and trust Sam. Uh, I mean, the throw that interception was terrible. It was god awful. The corner that was saw my it. only point. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. But that would have put the game out of reach. Honestly, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It, that's it, not a that's not a junior quarterback type throw right there. That is no, not. But a triple coverage. Finish your statement, then I'll finish. Why no, I think that's really that's really odd. I thought he played really well. So shout out to Andrew Rubenstein, who was the guy I was watching the game with, among many others. But most other ones weren't coherent, or they were focused on the LSU game. Um, the which deservingly so that game was awesome. The LSU Bama yeah, game. Have to watch so, the last five minutes. So um, shout out to Andrew Rubenstein for listening. But we. We're watching, and when we, I guess, when Deshaun Jamison knocked out that pass from showing yes. or 83's hands, which, by the way, would have been an unbelievable catch, uh, and they nailed the field goal, which also was a great kick, I looked at Ruby, and he kind of was in agreeance, or agreement with me, was that this is, like, the moment that Sam needs to step up. You had six minutes. You know, you got, I don't know, I think we had two timeouts, I believe. I can't I remember. think but so, yeah. It was really, like, our offense had been flowing all – all second half, except for the possession before then. Uh, but he was like, this is it. And, you know, if he can get us down, you know, go get some points and, you know, give Kansas State, you know, little to no time, then I would call that, a you know, a great um, great performance by Sam to, to end the game. And what did he do? He led us down the field with an unbelievable third and 14 pass to Duvernay. Yep. Um, and then also, I think, intentionally with an illegal formation, ended the game. Whoa. Uh, You're calling intentional? Yeah. No uh, way. I, I can't remember, even remember the play, but I thought it was smart. Make you make them run out of timeouts. It was awesome. I don't know. That was their last timeout before that intentional. You think you think Mensa was really playing that up? Uh, 
why not? I I don't know. I don't I don't agree with that. Mostly because I saw some quotes, and it could be Herman lying, playing Mensa mind games. But supposedly Sam was like begging for him to run the run that play again, so that he could get it back in the end zone. Why well, so that Sam could cover? I had a lot of buddies who were at six and a half, and they got oh yeah, really oh yeah, bad, bad beated on the uh, on that. oh yeah. No, that was. I don't, I don't know if Scott Van Pelt put in his bad beats. Probably not. No, that's, that's a weird bad beat. That's not like a... No, but it's true. I mean, it gets called back on a penalty and then gets settled for a field goal. That's that's yeah. a, that's a definition of a bad beat. But um, I don't... But I, yeah. I, uh, Sam was... It wasn't his best performance, but it, it wasn't, you know, I would say, like, the, he, the worst either. He also from... I know he only had... He had, like, what, 20... He was, like, 21 of, like, 27 or whatever. 22 of 29. But he had... Two that hit Burt right in the freaking hands that he dropped. Like, well, number one, don't throw it to John Burt. Why is he on the freaking field? I don't get it. Like Colin, Duvernay, Epps, Eagles. Eagles. That that's it. <gasps> Excuse me. Whittington, if he's healthy, sub out Eagles, sub out Epps. Maybe put in uh, Wiley. Don't put freaking John Burt in there. He even is blocking on both or on. Uh, some of those option plays where the wide receiver block is just it's probably the most crucial block on the field is it's pathetic. We, yeah. He, he just avoids we only have, contact. We only have four more games with him, so we don't need to worry about it that much. I don't know, man. They keep on playing him way too much, and it's going to bite us in the ass eventually. It could could be five games, actually. I, I take my statement back. Still. Okay. Well, speaking of the receivers, CJ and Dev with 110 yards each, that, those – DBs just got abused all game. They had no answer for De- De- uh, for Duvernay over the middle on the shallow stuff, especially on the RPO, and calling yeah. on the edges just wasn't even fair. Those the the, the injury to their number one corner was very much happening. Yes, that was a Also, the I don't really get the trick play from the 20-yard line, but I'll take the point. I, I like it. He loves play, calling those trick plays like within yeah. the 25 30 i don't i don't hate it i mean why would you not i mean it, i will say there's a reason nobody's suspecting it duvernay in my eyes has outplayed johnson obviously one he's been on the field more availability his uh his route he ran to get open on that third and 14 oh was, was awesome and he also is able to make a lot more congested catches unlike colin colin has seemed to struggle with a congest i mean obviously colin makes the deep passes when he beats someone and, and makes those look pretty easy. But he struggled in congestion this year. And I think yeah, no, I agree with you. made some separation in terms of um, his ability to make some pretty uh, clutch plays in congestion. So no, I agree with you. It seems like Colin, when he's kind of going over the middle or whatever, is he's not comfortable with it. And he's kind of has an eye on where the DBs are and how they're going to kind of affect him, whereas DuVernay kind of doesn't really care and runs his route regardless um, of what's going on. But, yeah, great game by both of them. Um, so, Epps has kind of turned into the de facto tight end. I don't hate it. I mean, he blocks decently well. and He's a big dude. So. He's a big dude, and he's obviously faster than Wiley or Lytow. I still don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. So, I, it's it. I like it. It's a good wrinkle. They got rid of that stupid motion shit that they were doing against TCU. Yeah. I yeah. like that. That was that was really dumb. They were just trying to play. I understand what they're trying to do, like play against the tendencies. But like, at you still got to snap the ball. Like you know, with when you're snapping the ball, you're still playing the formation to your tendencies, regardless of where you are. You know, with 30 seconds on the play clock compared to when you're snapping the ball. 
I, I don't know. I'm glad we got rid of that. Uh, Beck, I'm sorry, Herman with time to scout a team and scout a defense, scout and make tweaks to his offense has just proven himself that he can be deadly. I think Georgia last year was a huge part of it, and even going further than that, the Missouri game. Uh, if he you give him some time, he's going to know how to pinpoint specific teams and where to make them weak. Uh, so that's something that's very, I think, beneficial to us and going to the team and going looking forward. If you got a little bit of time between a game, you know, bye week, bowl game, whatever, he's he's going to have a great game plan coming up. So I think that goes into why you know he's done so well as a dog when he's been uh, an underdog, according to Vegas. But still. Uh, O-line, yeah. Well, I, specifically I, in, in bowl games, you know, he's right. very proven to uh, pull off upsets in bowl games. But, yeah, let's go to the offensive line. I think the difference in the game. Finally, I'll, I'll admit they actually had a good game. I, I I had been down on them all year, so this is their – I would say – I will say they had a good game. I'll admit it. I actually didn't think they played absolutely incredible. I thought they I thought they played okay. I thought they – nothing great. Um, Cosme had two really bad holding penalties. One negated a long run. Braun had, I think, one holding penalty. Shaq, I thought, pl- probably played the best. Kerstetter. Kerstetter did well, too, but Shaq really handled those interior guys well. I guess Kerstetter did, too, when he got moved. To he got moved over, yeah. Right guard. Looks like Angela is going to be out probably yeah, this week here. and week to week. Um, I thought it was MCL. I thought it was what they said. I thought it was just a strain. Okay, okay. Uh, Okafor came in at right tackle and they slid Kersetter to right guard and had some really good run blocks, like really, really good, but kind of got messed around with on, on the couple of dropbacks passes. Oh. So something just to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be surprised if whenever, you know, basically if it's on the short, if the right tackle is on the short side of the field, that that's where Epps is. Um, or basically Epps is going to be on that side. Uh, a lot of the play, drop back passes, just something to keep an eye out. But overall, offense I thought played a pretty dang good game, considering yeah, going up against uh, probably an underrated defense, um, defense that held OU to twenty points in three quarters or whatever. I, I don't know. I was I was very pleased with this play from this group. Yeah, no, I mean, I, especially after the start and being able to you know flip the game, but. 273 or sorry 27 to 3 pretty much from the 14-0 start less the kickoff return is, is awesome so yeah in the i mean you you take away that interception and even if you just get three on that like it's a completely completely different game yeah so i don't know uh going over defense who i actually think they played better <laughs> i don't the, go ahead no i think i think the defense deserves more of a credit for the win than the offense actually I don't know what we did or changed schematically after we went down 14-0, but whatever they did, do it again and don't change it. <laughs> they stopped calling those stupid freaking delayed blitzes. He still did a couple of them in the second half, but not nearly as many. That first yeah. touchdown was so – I mean, everyone in the entire stadium saw that coming. Yeah, the, the, I think the theme of the first two possessions that everyone was frustrated about was those delayed blitzes because – one, they were too delayed, and they were just leaving someone wide open or on an island like Brandon Jones was on that, uh, that uh, well, I guess that was just a screen pass down to the Texas bench side of the field. But um, when B. Jones completely whiffed on that, 
and they're really slow guy pretty much scored and we were all I was looking around like oh my god here we go again and then they just drove it down us all the way down the second their second drive was actually pretty impressive no, the get, second drive yeah. was way scarier yeah I I know impressive as in like the Kansas State play calls I was actually right like, right their yes. offense is yeah. really good no that's, I um, thought the exact same thing and then it flipped when B. Jones made uh, their fullback fumble the ball. It's like, okay, we got a little life in the defense again. And from then on, again, less the mistake on the kickoff return. Well, it was an unbelievable game. I, they, they, Three I mean, Skylar Thompson, Skylar Thompson is not a great thrower. So, no, he's not. And they didn't uh, run him that much. I don't know why. I was really yeah, confused especially by after that. What, uh, especially after what, what's his face from TCU did to us. Like, yeah. I was thinking that Skylar Thompson would be all over the place. But no, it, uh, we were fortunate to have number 83 drop that pass in the end zone in the fourth, but I, I think that was good defense on Deshaun more. Than well, no, no, it was, but it was like an unbelievable ball. Probably one yeah, of the only good balls no, that Tyler Thompson threw. So I would agree. I think the defense um, flipped the script of this game. Sure. The offensive offense kind of put 27 points up, but they actually usually do more, but going down 14 0 and responding like that, that is, that is awesome. So the, uh, the, I, yeah, I'm going to give a lot of the first half purely on the coaching staff because they were playing like really off coverage and kind of giving them their lane, like playing, like you're playing up against a really good throwing quarterback. Uh, it's, that's just wasn't the case. Like other than that showing kid, they really didn't have any great receivers either. And the running backs were hurt. So why are you playing off? You like just play press, like get up in their face, let the D line do their thing, and it'll work itself out. No delayed blitzes, and they finally you're right, they got away with that. Um, saw a little bit of four down linemen, which is pretty impressive to see. Yeah, yeah, I noticed um, that. I know people have just been clamoring for that forever, and now they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's great!" Like I get it; it looked good. Don't expect to see a lot of it because the way that Iowa State plays, the way that Baylor plays, it's just it doesn't work the same. This is a really good rushing team, and we got caught them kind of at a good time uh, with their running backs being hurt and Skylar Thompson deciding not to run for some reason, and it worked. Don't expect it to see it again because it's that, just how yeah. it works. If I was Kansas State, I'd be freaking pissed, man. Being up 14-0, oh, yeah. like, they could have been in the Big 12 championship on at that point. Now they've really kind of, kind of put themselves back in that fourth, fifth, place range of the big 12 at the end of the year so they really squandered a good opportunity to to make themselves great word um, squandered what nothing um the we have a dictionary out right now i so think i think a lot of credit needs to go to the d-line like we mentioned i mean ojimo fumble recovery played yeah an awesome yeah. game had a, yeah. had a sack i believe tavandre sweat like such a good game is i think he's is he a true freshman or I won't say a red – I get all those guys mixed I up. Know. Andre played absolutely incredible. Taekwon was second in the – leading second on the team in tackles. Yeah, like, Taekwon was a guy I was going to give a shout-out to. My God, he was all over the place. And then Roach was just all over the place too. They played absolutely incredible. Um, I, I the Other teams have really – I think – at first, going into the season, we thought the DBs were going to be the total strength of this defense, and I think the D-line has firmly cemented themselves as the strength of this defense. Yeah, well, I mean, the DBs have been a moving carousel in terms of injuries. So. Right, but still, I think if you're game-planning us, you've kind of got to start with the D-line now. Agreed. Um, yeah, like tackle – uh, Tavondre had a tackle for loss and a sack, along with two solo tackles. 
Like, what the hell? Where did the hell? Where did that come from? Keandre finally, like, kind of towards the top of the stats. She, he's just one of those guys that you don't really see, and you know, in the stats, but he's making so much of an effort. Uh, they played it great. Uh, the linebackers, I thought Osai played really well on the edge. Jawan Mitchell had a couple good uh, run tackles, but outside of that, they are just struggling coverage over the middle stuff. And I, again, I'm going to put some decent amount of this on Todd because there was a couple plays where like Jawan Mitchell's trying to cover showing or whatever. It's like this, the, that's not going to work. We got to be smarter in this. And a lot of that is because of those delayed blitzes and who ends up coming to. Yeah, getting left on an island out there type thing. Right. They, they've got to look better in coverage. I was surprised we didn't see Shark because we supposedly saw heard that he was going to be healthy enough to play, and uh, he didn't touch the field. Same with DeMarvion. So I guess you're kind of saving him. I mean, it works if that was the gamble. Yeah. I don't know. I, I The linebackers played okay, I thought. Osai really brought up the, the grade on that one, though. The Ole Ole Wole way played a pretty good game, too. Yeah, he did. Um Having a healthy BJ and healthy Stearns really does make this different defense look a lot different. Yeah, um, I think BJ probably had to play the game with that tip pass. I know Stearns was there, might have been able to break it up, but that tip pass was, I, th- I think, the play of the game. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a crucial moment, so I would probably agree. Uh, but they both played really, really well against the run and fairly solid in coverage. I know. Yeah, like that second drive was pretty scary, but I didn't see anything that was too glaring. Um, It's also, you know, BJ had been back, but not fully healthy, and Stearns obviously had been out for a while, so they didn't look too rusty uh, in anything like that. Um, I mean, BJ's kickoff return was – or not kickoff, punt return was pretty clutch too. Oh, I was talking about BJ Foster, not Brandon Jones. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yes. Brandon Jones is (laughs) – What about Brandon Jones, John? I was completely zoned out. Sorry, I wasn't even paying attention to what you were saying. Uh, yeah, Brandon Jones' punt, punt return was incredible. I think that made up for the uh, missed tackle. And that missed tackle, like, yeah, it's shitty. Yeah. But, like, the guy made an okay move. He should, probably should have probably should have tackled it. It was, you know, more <laughs> than a 50-50 tackle, like, probability. I'm not going to, like, absolutely roast him for it, though. Like, that's, he's was, all alone on a complete island. Yeah. It was a total skirt, though. He he, he made it. He oh, made he it got bitch. He made it look pretty bad. So that was that was bad. And then, but his. But he made up for it. No, the, yeah, but the fumble, like you, we mentioned earlier, I thought was key in turning the the confidence around for the defense. And then obviously the kickoff return. Gosh, dude, again, the punt return is was huge in terms of. I don't. Did we score a touchdown after that, or did we settle with a field goal? Uh, I think that's when we settled for the field goal. I thought it was when Keontae ran it. I can't remember. Whatever. Good, good radio here. But no, no, that's when we scored. That's when Keontae ran in the south end zone, I believe. So, uh, yeah. Again, uh, I was pleased with the defense. Now it's now it's really like, okay, can they maintain that confidence? And you know, now that we're healthy, we're all kind of getting used to playing with each other again. Now we got to one take it to the next level and play face some. I would say a much better offense and a healthier offense. Right. Uh, Jalen Green had the really dumb penalty. They came out with a statement about that. Today. Yeah, that was weird. It's, I, I, you know, that was I didn't really think that was really, I didn't think that was exactly necessary, but no. I guess it's, uh, maybe it's a Big 12 mandated deal. I don't know. I don't think so. That, that was weird. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, Herman made him or someone in the athletic 
office was kind of like, hey, you need to do this. Maybe he wanted to do it himself. I don't know. I thought that was a little, yeah, excessive. So he would be out in the first half, correct? Yeah, he's out for the first half. So that's going to be shitty. Um, but he, I thought he played pretty solid in first, our first – or basically, yeah, the first half of this game. Um, Deshaun played really well in relief, though. He pretty much broke up that pass that should have been a touch – or would have been a touchdown – Right, deep down the middle, uh, and yeah, rest of the game, especially in the second half, played lights. Uh, same with I didn't see anything from Cook that was that bad. I thought the corners played a pretty good game. Yeah, no, Cook wasn't. There was really no spotlight on him, but they also again didn't really have the wide receivers to take advantage of bad corner plays. So no, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I mean, overall, I it was a good effort way to fight back like that i mean huge comeback and win huge. 14 down 14 nothing and then the first quarter and then you only give up three points on defense obviously the punt return or the kick return damn it now i'm doing it <laughs> the kick return was absolutely punt terrible return. no oh, okay, okay. their kick return right. i felt i was like oh sitting next to panda and it, it was a short kick too it, he caught it at like the four or the five yeah that was the first time we get off give off a kickoff return First special teams touchdown we've given up all year too. Yeah, no, that's that's impressive. Yeah, that's that's obviously good, but still, he's like caught it like the four or five. I was like, return it, return it, and Payne, and he takes it with the touchdown. Payne was like, you idiot, why'd you tell him to return it? I was like, oh, yeah. man, I don't know, I feel like an idiot, but great that was game. A huge win in terms of the six and three feels like light oh. years better than five and four. I mean, that would have been death knell for a Big Twelve. So you're still alive. You somehow have a little bit of momentum. You're somehow ranked 19th in the country, which I do not get Excess at all. inflation right there. Uh, and you've got a really good opportunity this week to can, kind of put yourself back into the conversation. Um, we really, really need to win this week. That'd be huge. You win this week, and you've got a lot of confidence going into Baylor. I have a feeling they're going to get beat up pretty bad this week. We'll get into that. But it, it's a bit opportunity, essentially. And it's it's a different type of offer. You approach these opportunities a little bit different when you're completely down, you know, got your back up against the wall. You can't afford a loss. So let's see how they respond. We'll get into the Iowa State preview here in a second. But first, we are going to make a phone call. Let's hope we can get him on the line. He might be batting fourth right now with a cold – Fine Pilsner in his hand. Shoot, what are our trivia questions? Oh, shoot. Will you look one? Yeah. Let's give our good friend Ford Roberts a call. Disappointing. He might be in right field. You have reached the oh, voicemail. No. Shoot. That's not good. Well, <laughs> well there goes our plans. <laughs> cricket, 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 cricket. <laughs> Dang it. Um, okay, who else should we call? Well, Texas is playing Iowa State this weekend. While we do that, we are searching contacts. Oh, I've got a good one. 
he is actually a radio host himself and is asked to uh, come come onto the Beers and Sears podcast. And ben Clements? We haven't done it, so let's call Mr. Ben Clements. Host of the touch or co-host of the Touchdown Club. Um, nope. in Austin. Sorry. Hello? Clements. Stu, what's up, man? Hey, you are currently live on the uh, Beers and Sears podcast. How are you? Hey guys, how we doing, fellas? I'm alive on the podcast. This is real. This is real. I made it. This is you made it. You are I on made the line. It. Let's go. I know we've we've talked about having you on before, and we just haven't done it. So we figured, hey, why not now? At the most hey, pivotal, let's, let's run it live, man. Most pivotal <laughs> moment of of the season. So wait, where we can find you? What Saturdays at five? Still Sa- Saturdays at five. We'll be at Dirties. Uh, yeah, five five to seven every Saturday. Doing On, it, doing it big. What's the what's the radio station again? Ninety KLB KLBJ. You can get us. We have an app. So you want to get the app? Five ninety KLBJ app, or you can get us ninety nine seven or five ninety in the Austin area. There we go. All oh, right, man. everybody, go check it out. Okay, Clem, what uh, what are we thinking for this weekend? Well, you know, I'm very, very, very optimistic. Um, I, I'm I'm with a few fellows that aren't, but I I'm I have a huge I have a great feeling. I think we're gonna win out. Um, I'm excited for this Baylor game. I'm very. I'm gonna skip ahead because I'm. This is gonna be a W. Wow. I think it's gonna be a W. Texas hasn't. We haven't had a solid, a full solid game, and I don't remember how long. I couldn't tell you last time we played a four quarters perfect game. And I think this will be the week. Mm. Um, I really do. I'm excited to see Keontae. God knows he had a huge game last week, and I think that kind of that, that popped his cherry, as we say. <laughs> I did. So I fully expect to see him. Be, uh, a few things for this game. I think we will see Jordan Whittington mm, this week, which okay. I'm pumped about because you know he he was he was ready to go last week, but I don't think he was up to speed. I don't think he was kind of yeah. you know 100. percent So I think we'll see him, and we'll see a lot of him. And I think this is kind of this will be the game where everybody feels like they are all the way back. It's everybody's 100 percent healthy. Colin was a little banged up, but. A little banged up. I just feel like we're at the part of the season where everybody's on their stride. Sam has continued to have struggles, but he's improving. So I don't know. I, I'm pretty excited. I think we'll, I, I think we'll do well. And I do get the shit out of Baylor. I do agree with you that we haven't had the game where it's kind of outside of Rice, but that really doesn't count. Where that mm-hmm. it has all kind of come together and yeah. against a good opponent. This is a pretty. We were just talking about how it's a great opportunity for that. So I do agree with you on that one. Um, what are your thoughts? You may even have some inside sources on the kind of rumors going around of Sam, you know, maybe having a cracked rib or something. True, um, he has been. He's been hurt so a you, little over a month now. Yeah, since and what also, OU game uh, or so. I I, was good since like what before the OU game? Oh yeah, before the since LSU, it's it's he's been hurt. Got it. It's, okay, it, it's been a long time, and it really that's one of those injuries that doesn't really heal. Right, which is kind of. Yeah. You do a little better every Rangers. day, but it, it's it's not going to heal until you know the season's over. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's so sucks, and it's just one of those like people are kind of wondering why we haven't been running him as much, and I think that might be this hidden answer. Oh yeah, it's always that, and also it's just I think he's had so much pressure from his receivers and and Keontae to spread the ball around, and I know for a fact the locker room has been in a pretty shitty place the past. Yeah. Six weeks, there have been a lot of arguments, a lot of fights. Um, it's not been really pretty in the locker room. 
but wow. I think winning solves that problem. Yeah, no, it usually does. Definitely, you got to feel feel pretty good, uh, or the team's got to feel pretty good after this week, especially now being ranked. Well, Clem, we appreciate it. This is why we. We should have had you on way earlier. That's on us. So, hey man, apologies. I appreciate y'all having me on. Hey, but I, I, we've had you on before in the the end zone club. But we want to get y'all back, John. We got to get you on. I know, man. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Whoever's in Austin this week, um, come to Dirties and watch the game with us. Drink some beers, eat some chicken wings, have some laughs. Oh. Um, but thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, of Sounds course. Good. All right, Clem. We'll Hook talk to you later. Hook him. All right, boys. Take it easy. See you. We did get a call back there. So. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I felt bad because Ford called back right in the middle of that one. But uh, thanks for Ben for stepping up. He really is. It's him, it's him and his dad at the End Zone Club. Yeah, go get that. If you're in Austin this weekend or any weekend, definitely try to go visit that. It's really a good time. It's great. Yeah, and there's always a big crowd there, and it's very fun. We've walked over there a couple times. But, I like uh, the positivity and the optimism there. Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, he's right. They haven't had the game where it's completely come together. you got momentum. you got a couple guys back. You've kind of got some I would some say the only game. Positive vibes minus, only. Yeah, the only game, you know, minus special teams mistakes was Oklahoma State. That was like – a pretty right. all around yeah, that's true. decent game, but especially yeah, that, made that game closer than it needed to be. Yeah. Let's give uh, let's give our first uh, first person a chance again. Let's see if he answers. Okay, hold on. I'm also gonna. I got my trivia ready. Can he even hear me? Yeah, he should be able to. It's on speaker ish. If he doesn't answer this time, he's out. Hey, Ferd, how you doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. You are currently live on the Beers and Sears podcast. Sorry, we've had some uh, connection issues. How's everything going? Oh, it's wonderful. It's an honor to be live on the podcast. Well, we appreciate it. We, uh, we've we got some uh, trivia questions just ready to go, just to get you ready. John? So, Ferd, as you know, we're playing Iowa State this weekend. What is Texas's overall record against Iowa State <laughs> in football? Ah, uh, giving me a layup here. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> this is like what? Um, we played. We played a total. Okay, we did. We played a total of sixteen times. So a total of sixteen games. Okay. What do you think our record is? Sixteen times. All right, I'm gonna go with nine and seven. We are fourteen and two. What? Again. Wow. We've only lost twice. Yep. We lost twice. Wow. Didn't think. Did not think about that one. Ford, uh, do you have any general thoughts about the game this weekend? I think this could be the first time we really see Jordan Whittington break like out it. a little bit. Like okay. Yeah. Um, we're getting some guys back on defense. We looked a lot better in the second half. Hopefully, we can. Uh, Play forward down lineman a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Great call. Um, I like our odds. I think we win by three. Oh, 24-21. Whoa! Wow, oh, I like it. Is this another dicker the kicker game winning field goal, or what are you thinking? I'm thinking. I don't think it'll come down to a game winning field goal. I think we'll have it secure. They'll come Good. back, score a late minute touchdown. But I think we'll get a defensive touchdown this game. Whoa! Ooh, I like that. That's a hot oh, okay. take on a cold weather night. Hot right. take. I don't hate it. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't had that big, you know, game changing pick. Other than LSU, um, that's kind of been lacking. So yeah, I like it. Well, 
For, Ford, are you uh, are you playing right field tonight? What do you what what, yeah, what, what are you at? Uh, I'll be warming up the end of the bench. Uh, <laughs> Fine, but, uh, yeah, it's good, it's good time. We're getting ready to own this other team, so. <laughs> All right. Well, Ferd, we'll let you uh, get back to uh, the fine Pilsners and the, the softball. But thanks again for uh, coming on. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Yeah. Later, man. Yeah. Bye. Well done. Well done, Ford. Go get him out there tonight. I was, that was two very good guests. We might just need to call them every single week. Yeah, thank um, you both, Ben and Ford. Great job. Uh, all right, I, I was do saying, like I like what? Ford's take there with a the defensive touchdown. Yeah, I, I do too. I like in that a, a cold, lot. Cold, cold, cold weather game. Right. Like, yes, that actually might be the difference in this. Scoop and score, be, sack, sack, scoop and score, or something like that. Yeah, I, I that is something I did not think of. So snaps Ford. Uh, all right, Iowa State preview real quick. Pump fake Purdy quarterback. Hey, I'm impressed with Purdy this year. Oh, he's good, man. They, I mean, they're number eight in the country in pass yards per game. Yep. Number 16 in the country in offensive yards per game. Um, don't have David Montgomery and don't have uh, – oh, Finally. What was that? Hakeem Butler, the yeah. receiver. They don't – they lost those two guys, but they've kind of been able to make up for the loss of them with how good Purdy has played. And he, he shut down Montgomery last year. That was awesome. But... Was he, I thought he was hurt. I think he, no, remember he, he missed the first half. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's right. So we definitely shut him down. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess we did <laughs> shut him down, but uh, yeah, Purdy has just been absolutely unbelievable. He is number, yeah, number six in the country in pass yards per game. Uh, just been an absolute stud for him. Kept him in pretty much every game that they've had. I mean, how many games have they, they've lost like four games by total combined points of, I think 11. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've had some bad luck. I will say Iowa state, they should have, should have beaten Baylor, um, kind of had some – they came back from a pretty big deficit and then lost in the last minute. Um, I don't know if you could say they should have beaten OU, but they had a decent chance. Um, and I know they lost to – God, who – that was Baylor. Tech. They lose to Tech. I thought. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, but, yeah, they've had some bad luck. They're 5-4, and four, def, desperate, desperate for a win. Yes, they did lose to – no, they lost to Iowa – Baylor, uh, Oklahoma State. Oak State, Oklahoma. not Tech. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Um, offense is very good. They like to throw the ball. They've got some season O-line. Their center is the only one that, who didn't start last year, I believe, and he's like a redshirt sophomore. So they they don't give up a lot of sacks. They aren't the best running team, but they, again, make up for it with Purdy. The weather this weekend, what? It's looking around like 40 Cold. degrees, a little, little windy. Uh, so that might play a factor. I really don't think it's going to be too much, but possibly, uh, on defense or I'm sorry, they're on, still on offense. Their tight end is probably their best receiver. You saw it against that against OU. The last touchdown that they had was really good. Uh, he, he's a stud. He goes up and gets it. I can't remember his name, but he's like six, five, like two sixty. He's a very solid receiver, uh, on defense. Not as sound as you'd think the linebackers, Charlie, uh, Charlie Kowar. Yes, core, yeah, core, something like that. Um, line, their linebackers are by far their best unit. They've got one outside linebacker who's an absolute stud, uh, and their other inside guys are good too. Uh, DBs, nothing spectacular. I think this is probably the biggest mismatch uh, in, in what our receivers can do to them. Hopefully we can take advantage of their number 78 in the country in pass yards. Uh, yep. Uh, 
get on defense, and that's uh, against FBS winning opponents too. So definitely is, is Colin Johnson healthy or no? Yeah, so Colin supposedly tweaked his hamstring in the end of the Kansas State game, but I haven't seen anything to the contrary that he won't play. So I, I'm expecting him to play. I, I would say that he's healthy. Yeah, it's tough in the cold weather with hamstrings, but we need him out there, especially versus the very weak pass defense. Um, C.D. Lamb had a field day against them oh last gosh, year, yeah. last, last week. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would expect for our wide receivers, including Jake Smith, to have a big game. Um, and I think to Ben's point, we need to have Keontae continue that momentum or to Ford's point, Jordan having a have a breakout game. We've got to have that healthy balance of offense to keep Purdy off the field to win this game. So I think it's it really comes down to that offense, I think, at the very least having to score at the very least 30 points to win this game. So what are you saying? Um, I'm going to say we're going to win just because of, uh, like everyone else has said, momentum – um, I think the cold weather actually helps us out and slowing Purdy down a little bit. Agreed. By the way, Purdy, when you look at him, he looks like a 16-year-old like yeah, he does. <laughs> kid from Kincaid. He's got baby face hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually kind of like him. I like the way he plays. He's pretty kind of a little bit of a baller out there. Kind of like not as uh, athletic as Baker Mayfield. Before, before you give prediction just on Purdy, him and Ellinger's stats are very eerily similar. 221 completions for both. He has 325 attempts. Ellinger is 332. Wow. Percentage, so percentage completions, very close. Total yards, Purdy's at 2,800. Sam's at 2,650. Uh, Sam does have more rush yards, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. But touchdowns, Purdy's got 20 with seven picks. At Sam, 24 with eight picks. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty close. It's pretty eerie. But, sorry, go ahead with the prediction. Texas, 31, Iowa State, 27. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the seven-point spread is very surprising to me. Yeah, um, what the? Sagarin advanced stats have it as being a one-point game on a neutral field, so around a four, minus four for Iowa, at Iowa State. Right. I... I agree with those. I don't think it's seven. I think seven is way too big. Not not breaking rule number one of gambling, but if I was going to, this would probably be the week. I think we win too for a lot of the reasons that you said. I also think that the Iowa State D line isn't great, and similar building off what you said with Keontae having a big game. I think the O line has a good game. Um, Okafor stepping in and possibly you know helping on the run game if if Anglo can't go might actually be a benefit to us, um, weirdly enough. So, yeah, I'm going to say Texas 35-30. Yeah, it's going to be stormtroopers to the max because they're going to oh, wear no, white. Yeah, no, did you see what Iowa State's wearing? No. All black. Oh, God. Yep, black versus white. It's going to be. It's going to look really, really cool. Um, yeah, thank God it's a 2-30 game. Oh, my God, if that was a night game, I'd be putting the house on Iowa State. Yeah, there's no way. in Iowa during nighttime. It's just like. Weird Wait, things happen in Ames, Iowa on a Saturday not night. Not only Ames, but both Iowa schools. Yeah, seriously, it's true. Um, speaking of other Iowa schools, let's get into it. Games of the week real quick. Uh, Georgia at Auburn, 230 CBS. Auburn is plus three. Dogs are rolling. 
now top four and pretty much control their own destiny, which is weird to think about um, since they lost a, a probably fired Will Muschamp who yeah. lost to Appalachian State. If oh, you saw the end of that game, go back, go and watch the last play. It is one that was unbelievable. Um, yeah, it was it, there was a penalty, but still, it is so bad. It'll make you rip your. It'll make you feel so awful. By the way, that hedge is really close to the back of that end zone. Yeah, they had to, the ref had to pull the guy out of it. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> How bad is that? You're the receiver. Your quarterback just overthrew you, and you were wide open. And you're like, "Hey, can you help me get out of this?" <laughs> we just lost to Appalachian State. So, so yeah, back to it. Don't know how Georgia lost to South Carolina. Still, that's unbelievable. But they control um, their own destiny. I mean, they win. They win this game. They win out. I don't know who they have left in the East. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they beat LSU or Bama in the um, SEC championship game, that puts you into the playoff. But I think it's crap for them in the playoff after losing to South Carolina. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> I think it's just part of it. But, yeah, I, I think Auburn loves to play spoiler, but I actually like the dogs. Same kind of thing with Texas. They got the momentum. They, think, you know, got yeah. an opportunity to prove it to the rest of the country. I think Auburn's the win's kind of got another sale a little bit. You know, yeah. they had a great run, losing to uh, LSU and Florida, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, they've kind of lost. I think it's going to be a good game. Georgia pulls away at the end and covers. I think that Oregon win has really kind of clouded how good they actually are. Or yeah. how bad they actually are, I should say. Um, Minnesota at Iowa, three o'clock on Fox. Uh, Iowa's minus three, even after Minnesota jumped eight spots to number eight in the country. Um, playing at Kinnick is always tough. I don't know why. It just it always seems like a rough place to play. I think it's because Kirk Ferentz is just such like a is basically like a Bill Snyder, you know, just so steady and plays such a solid, rounded game. Um, yeah, it's it's tough just to game plan against him. Uh, PJ Fleck rowing the boat, man. It's fun to watch him. He's definitely the coach of the year, and I was impressed with that quarterback. I think his name's Tanner Shepard from Minnesota. He was really good against Penn State. Penn State's got yeah. solid defense. Really cool environment last week. Up yeah, in Minnesota versus Penn State. Well done. That was that was probably the biggest game they've ever had at home. Um, it will be interesting to see what kind of hangover they deal with coming off of that and going into Iowa, but. The only game I watched Iowa play was at Michigan, and they looked absolutely terrible. Um, and then they lost to Wisconsin two weeks ago as well. Uh, Iowa, yes. So, you know, they've they, they, this isn't your typical Iowa team. They seem to have lost a little bit of their uh, upset ability this year. Yes, yeah, yeah. so they lost to Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin. All they just very- don't have the offense. I mean, they never have the offense, but, like, they really don't have the offense this year. No, they don't. I think they keep it close, and yet again, kind of the same answer as the previous game we talked about. Uh, Minnesota ends up uh, winning this game in the fourth quarter. Game day, OU at Baylor, seven. P- sorry, 6.30. Baylor is plus 10 on ABC. Game day going to Waco is really, really lame. I just hope the rest of the country doesn't think Texas or the state of Texas is like Waco. Um, well, if they do anything like with the house hunters, I'm going to be so pissed. Good but, for good for Baylor for getting you know no, game day. They've 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 found ways to win, even though they haven't been a ranked team. Let me just make that clear: they that have not. Rule's gone. He's going to go to the NFL. I Baylor is a really interesting team this year at also a very interesting university, but good for them for getting game day. I think it's great for the big 12. We needed it other than the um, one game that we had, which was a non-conference game. Um, correct. Yeah, no, I don't think we've Wait, had any other big what? 12 schools game day. Oh yeah. No, we had, OU hasn't had it yet. So yeah, good for them. I mean, they 
again, I don't think they should have beaten Tech or TCU, but Baylor somehow find a way to win, and so they deserve it being 9-0. and I love how they are the lowest-ranked 9-0 team ever in college football history. Yeah, I do like that. That's very funny. Uh, very much a slap to the face for scheduling no really good team yeah. on conference. So, Baylor. Um, defense is surprisingly good. I think it's that's what stood out to me versus TCU. Well, offense, once it wakes up, is also very good. Um, I just think OU comes in there, and they kind of had a little bit of a punch to the face versus Iowa State last week. They get healthy. They go in there, and they absolutely – destroy Baylor yeah so. I think I think I agree with you I think it's OU, really a good environment Baylor is very good at those nighttime primetime environments so OU knows that they kind of got away with one last weekend and how close they came to kind of screwing up this really good season that they've had going in this offense that they've got with Hertz and CD and all those guys so yeah I, I agree with you now that they got their back against the wall type mentality they know they can't slip up again um, like they did against Kansas State, and this is just ripe for you – know, this wouldn't even be a slip-up. I guess it would because you're a 10-point favorite. But Yeah, no, still. I mean, it, last week's game versus Iowa State was one of those classic late-night Saturdays, you know, kind of getting cold and, and upsets kind of happen type game. Um, but I think they, they kind of woken the beast up, and their Baylor's not going to be ready be ready for OU. But, Baylor's only played three FBS winning schools, teams. Hmm. You know that A and M has not played, has not beaten a team this year. Excuse me, let me take that back. Every team they have beaten has had a or has a sub five hundred record right now. Yeah, yeah they're still going to get seven wins. Yeah, pretty pretty bad. But um, okay. Anyways, OU rolls. Unless it's close in the fourth quarter, I'd be interested to see what happens there. I, Brewer just didn't look good last week in. I think he's kind of hurt, maybe a little bit, and they, I know they've lost. They lost like their leading linebacker, or their leading tackler is a linebacker. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think OU still rolls, but it should be pretty solid slate. No good eleven a.m. games, which kind of blows, but whatever. Uh, Alabama, Mississippi State comeback. If you want to make some money, if you're listening at this point, then you probably are a degenerate, or I'm just talking to Web. Uh, I will put money on. Alabama to cover. Pissed off Nick Saban? Yeah, you're going to cover. All right. Holy cow, those black jerseys are unbelievable. Yeah, I think they're pretty cool. Let's go beat them. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.
How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Unique New York, unique New York. Alright, here we go. Ready. One, two. Penis. What? You were talking. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. 